We, st- we start out in, uh, in Isaiah today with something that I don't know that you could call it a good church growth principle. Let's tell everybody their sin. How's that going to work? You all ready? Here we go. But that's what God opens up and starts with. He says, he tells Isaiah, shout with the voice of a trumpet blast. Don't be quiet. Don't be nice. Don't say, you know, I don't want to offend you. But you might want to look at, he says, shout it like it's a trumpet blast. Shout aloud, don't be timid. Tell my people of their sins. Uh, Yes, in the back row, uh, God, uh, you may not want to, it doesn't make you look real good there. Uh, That's okay, I know what I'm doing. Uh, how, how, How does that sound? How would that be? If God told somebody, hey, go and start shouting and telling folks about the sins of all souls. About the sins of your house. How about your secret stuff? Go and tell. Shout it out. That'd be uncomfortable. I'd find it embarrassing. I think a lot of people would want to turn and go the other way. It just doesn't even seem loving, does it? But it is. It is because God has been trying to get his people to get it. And they're not getting it. And they're not turning. And they're still playing the game. Have you ever played the game? I've played the game. But things aren't working really well. Verse 2. God is talking in, in his... I think you can hear a little bit of frustration in God's voice. He says, he's talking about his people. You know, we're his people, right? It could be about us. It's not. It's about Israel. He says, they act so pious. They, they come to church every day and seem delighted to learn all about me. They act like a righteous nation that would never abandon the laws of its God. They ask me to take action on their behalf. You ever done that? I do. All the time. They ask me to take action on their behalf. They pretending they want to be near me. We fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? Oh God, you're the one who, who wants us to fast. We're doing it. But you're not responding. Hello? We've been hard on ourselves, God. We gave up chocolate. Do you know how hard that is? You don't even notice it. We're not getting what we want. (laughs) 
I mean, do you hear that? In, I, it's my imagination, I know, but I hear it in there. But, but the deal is you can't play games with God. God knows. God, God is like... <laughs> there were things I could put over on my parents. I couldn't put it over on my grandparents. You know? <clears throat> there were things my grandparents would let me get away with, but my parents would never let me get away. Yeah, so it worked both ways, right? God's got all of that. God's the one that gave wisdom to my parents and my grandparents. He knows it. He knows what's going on. He knows where you are. He knows what's going on in your heart. He knows what's going on in your life. He knows your hopes and your dreams and, and, and what you really want. And he knows what you struggle with. And he knows what you hope they don't find out about. He knows. And you know what? He loves you. And he loves you enough that he's willing to even say, hey, I'm going to bring it out in the open. If that's the way to deal with this and get to your heart, I'm going to bring it out in the open. That gets me, frankly, a little uncomfortable. God responds. He says, I'll tell you why I'm not answering your prayer. I respond, it's because you're fasting to please yourselves. What? No, I like chocolate. If I wanted to please myself, I'd, you know, I'd. He says, no, 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 no. Look a little deeper than that. Why are you really fasting? Are you trying to get something? Are you trying to get what you think is going to make you happy? You're fasting to please yourselves. Even while you fast, look at what you do. Your life doesn't reflect a fast. It doesn't reflect the change that I'm after, you keep on oppressing your workers. <laughs> what good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? What good is it? What good is fasting when you keep on doing that other stuff? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me, says God. Is that not astounding? Doesn't that just make you stop for a second and think about it? In the NIV, that, that same last line says, You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. We get so accustomed in one way it's a good thing but we get so accustomed to hearing about the grace of God which is real and true that we forget the holiness of God and the maturity that he's called us to the light that he's put in us the mission that he's given us to the point that we have taught our culture, oh, God's like a, a, a genie in a lamp, and if you rub him the right way, you'll get what you want. And then they try it, and it doesn't happen, and so they think, well, there's no God. Guess where they learned it from? It's from the church. We taught them. 
I'm not saying you did. I'm not saying you went out and drew people together and said, hey, God's like a genie. But, but, but that's what we've done just collectively over the past few generations. We've even believed it. We, we've, we've, we've believed that, you know, if I can show some self-discipline and, uh, you know, give up Facebook and, or, or not drink for six weeks, you know, whatever it is, that God's going to be happy and I'm going to get something out of it. And, and I'm not saying that God won't bless you for that, but I'm saying that if that's the, the way we're thinking, we're not thinking deeply, and deeply enough about it. We're missing the point. We can clean it up. We can dress it up. We can put lipstick on it. But it's still a pig. We're missing the point. That's not what God is after. It's not about getting what we want. Look at what God wants. God says, okay, if I were going to design a fast for you, if I, if, if, if I were going to be the one that, that you came to and said, huh, it's Lent, what should I do? Give up sweets. Give up fried foods. Quit watching The Bachelor, you know, for not this one on Sunday, but, you know, the <laughs> one on ABC. What, what should I do? God says, hey, I've got an idea for you. Here's the kind of fast I've chosen. We'll get to that. But he says, the, the, the kind of fast that you're looking at, is that what I'd choose? Don't you love how God says, first of all, it's not this. Is it only a day for you to humble yourself? And today we're going to do that. You're going, to, you're going to come up here and kneel. You're going to be reminded that you're going to die. It's kind of humbling. Are we only supposed to do that for a day? Forty days of Lent? I mean, is that, is that long enough to be humble? Is it, is it only for bowing one's head like a reed, you know? Have you ever seen at the seashore how, how, how the, the grasses get bent over in the wind, you know? Oh... And we bend over and humble ourselves. Is it people used to lie on sackcloth and ashes, you know, make a big presentation of how humble they were? Is that what you call a fast? A day that's really acceptable to the Lord? God has different ideas. Are you only going to do something for Lent? Are you only going to give it up until Easter? Oh, and you have fast days on, you know, feast days on Sunday, right? But is that as as long as you're going to do it? If it's worth doing, it should be something that's worth not stopping. Are you only planning on trying to have a prayer time to talk with God and listen to Him for the next few weeks. Are you only going to be introspective for 40 days and whew, 
Didn't, <laughs> don't have to do that until next year. Are you only going to be humble for a day? This isn't supposed to be temporary change. We're the people that are supposed to be so changed that we bring change. Because it's not just for us. God says, here's the kind of, here's my kind of fast. You came to me, you want my suggestion, here's my suggestion. This is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Can't I just give up chocolate? Because <laughs> that sounds, I don't even know where to begin. I don't know what to do about that, God. Well, you came to me, you wanted my opinion. Try it. Here's another one for you. Does it have to do with TV? No. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Oh, I'm off the hook. I'm not an employer. (laughs) Um, Well, you have people that do things for you all the time. Why don't you lighten their burden some? What do you mean? What's their burden? Hmm, that's a good question. I'm going to leave you with that one. Here's, here's another idea. God, I'm about full of your ideas. But here's another idea. Why don't you let the oppressed go free? But this country outlawed slavery. I'm not talking about that. Do you know anybody who's, who's oppressed? Do you know anybody who's way down, who doesn't have justice in their lives? Why don't you help them? We only have until Easter, though. I mean, that's only six weeks. I don't know how far we can get on this, God. Oh. I've got another idea for you. Why don't you remove chains that bind people? I don't see any chains. That's because you're not looking hard enough. Because there are people in this room that have some chains. And you know it because you feel it. And you may hide it from everybody else. But God knows it and God cares. And I think God is telling us, you need to care. This isn't just for Lent. We're supposed to be the kind of people that do this. This is, this is, when, when, when other folks in the world look at us, that should be how they describe us. Look at that group of people. They're, they're helping folks. I, I can't believe they're taking their time to help folks get out of those situations. What are they getting out of it? Let's go. Let's go see what they what's going on there. We're supposed to be that kind of people. 
We can be that kind of people. Do you know what? We are that kind of people if we'll just live into it. We have everything we need to do it. This isn't a guilt trip. This is a guess what? You have opportunities that you have not even considered. Because today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of the favor of God. You are light. You're a city set on a hill already. You're this people already. Let's live into what we've already been given. Because when we do things that bring God's rule and reign in a practical way, when we share our food with the hungry, when we give shelter to the homeless, can, I, I have no idea really how to actually get involved in this But do I believe we should be? Yes. When we give clothes to those who need them, if we don't hide from our relatives who need help, yes, even them. Then, our salvation will come as sure as the sun rises in the morning. Our wounds will quickly heal. Our godliness will lead us forward and the glory of the Lord will protect us from behind. And then when we call, the Lord himself will answer, yes, I am here. And he will quickly reply. Does he do that Just because we humble ourselves for a day, it appears that he's saying, no, I do that because you you give your lives to serve. Because that's what you were made for. Because that's where you're really going to find your joy and your purpose and your reason for living. That's what my son did. And he set the example that we shouldn't be greater than our master, but we should follow in his footsteps. So, God says, remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Doesn't that contain in it a little bit of a promise that you can? But I don't know how. That's okay. We'll work it out. Stop pointing your finger. Stop spreading vicious rumors. Even if you watched the president's speech last night, stop spreading rumors. That's not fasting. Feed the hungry, help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness around you. And the darkness around you will be as bright as the noon. Doesn't that sound better than, I get to eat chocolate again. 
The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you're dry and restoring your strength. Do you hear what God what God wants? That's what God wants. And it's that same thing that gets said over and over. If you try and hold it, you'll lose it. You'll never find it. If you give it away, you'll have more than you ever hoped for. If you want to save your life, you'll lose it. If you lose your life, you'll gain it. You'll be a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. It's going to bubble up from inside you. It's going to bubble over on people around you. Because that's who I've made you to be. Is this not the fast that I have chosen for you, says the Lord. So what's keeping you from that? What's keeping me from that? What do you love more. What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to change to know the pleasure of your Heavenly Father in a deeper way? Now, I'm not talking about earning your salvation. That's a free gift. No strings attached. You get it by Trusting in Jesus. But what do you do with that salvation when you have it? That's what we're talking about. I'm talking about putting some old ways to death. Not just making them go to sleep or sit in the corner for six weeks. I'm talking about putting them to death. And grabbing hold of a new way of life. Because God wants better for the world out there. And he wants better for you and your family. Some of you, and may this be true of, of, of literally people in this room. Some of you will rebuild deserted ruins of your cities. I don't think it's metaphorical only. I think it applies in many ways, but I think this can also be a literal thing that God is saying. Then you'll be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes. That to me sounds an awful lot better than giving up soft drinks. Temporarily. This is our birthright. This is our opportunity. And today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of the favor of God. What kind of fast will you choose?